Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Happy International Rural Women's Day! With COVID restricting so many events and further isolating rural communities, International Rural Women's Day is an important day for us to take a moment to celebrate and shine a light on the success of rural women. In celebration of Rural Women's Day, I would like to introduce you to some special friends of mine who live in rural Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland. Through these conversations, I hope that women living in rural areas see and hear themselves in these stories, and others recognise how incredibly hardworking, innovative and resilient women living in rural Australia are. Let me introduce you to a rural friend of mine. If there was a utopia for goats, Sarah Mostyn's Windella Farms would be pretty close to it. Windella Farm is a boutique goat dairy, an Australian eco-skincare business located in Kahuna, Victoria. The business was born during a journey from the city to the country, a long weekend that turned into a permanent tree change for two crazy gold coasters who introduced dairy goats into a traditional dairy region. Sarah and her husband Shane have nurtured an extensive range of soap and body products that is founded on the philosophy that natural is best. Sarah shares with us her love for rural communities, the challenges of COVID, how to leverage your market presence, and her plans to work with new ingredients and other brands in 2022. Meet my friend Sarah from Windala Farm. Hello, Sarah, and happy Rural Women's Day. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm so excited to be a rural woman and to be chatting with you today. My gosh, I am so excited to interview you myself because we do have your feature story in our latest issue of Oak Magazine. And um, I know that I organised that between yourself and the writer and I was like, oh man, I'd actually like to speak to Sarah as well. So the podcast is a perfect opportunity for that. Fantastic. And I love podcasts. That's how I pass my day when I'm in the workshop. Perfect. I know that you're based in Kahuna, which is in rural Victoria. Did you want to start off there and just tell us how did you end up living in Kahuna? Absolutely. Um, so I was born and bred on the Gold Coast and lived there for my the first 30 years of my life. Um, everyone down here sort of laughs and said, why on earth would you move from the Gold Coast to Kahuna? No one here understands it. Um, but basically my sister was already living down here with her partner. And, uh, prior to that, my family, my grandparents were dairy farmers in Bermond, which is not far from Kahuna. So while I hadn't been to Kahuna before, I did have a long history of enjoying the sort of rural area down this way. Um, and I actually always wanted to live on a farm. I used to beg my mum when I was in high school to let me go and live on my grandparents' farm. I couldn't get away from the Gold Coast fast enough, but um, that didn't happen. But 30 years later, um, my uh, husband and I, Shane, we came down to visit my sister for a long weekend and I sort of knew that I would love the area and surprisingly he loved the area and he could really see the benefits to a slower paced life and um, more space and more um, 
you know, less office politics and all of that. And we just started talking and six weeks later made the move. Wow. And you don't miss the Gold Coast at all? You don't miss Queensland? No, definitely not. We miss our family and that's really the only reasons that we go back to visit when we can. But um, to be honest, like other than my sort of 18 to 20s years when I was doing the usual partying thing that you do, um, we weren't really Gold Coast people. We didn't do the nightlife and the beaches and the shopping and all of that. So um, it wasn't really the lifestyle for us. And we've really fit into Kahuna lifestyle much better and love it. Mm. Now, you don't only just live in Kahuna, you also run a business. As you just mentioned, it is very well known for its dairy industry. You went a little bit left of centre, didn't you? Yes, uh, we don't like to do what everyone else is doing. Uh, When we moved to Kahuna initially, we both knew that we'd like to have a little farm of some sort and pretty much what you do down here is you run dairy cows or maybe beef cows or sheep. Um, And we looked at a few different options and we were really drawn into the idea of dairy goats. Um, It's a very popular industry, but there wasn't a lot of dairy goats around, particularly for farmers wanting to start out and to buy a herd. So that was our initial plan to buy a little farm and breed dairy goats to sell the young stock. Um, And people laughed at us. Everyone sort of said, oh, goats, no, you don't do that here. That's not what we do. Um, But they're not laughing quite so much now. And we managed to turn our little farm uh, into a, a little business, which is very exciting. Yeah. And it's called Windella Farm. Yes. Tell me a little bit about it. So what products do you produce out of it? Um, You know, how long have you been working in it? Has it been a full-time job for you right from the get-go? Yep. So Windella Farm, and that name was actually the name of my grandparents' farm. So I really wanted to carry that along with our little property. So we're baby Windella. Um, And we make Australian eco skincare products, all natural soaps and skincare. We use the goat's milk from our dairy goats in about a third of our soaps. So we have a really wide range, including goat's milk soaps, as well as vegan options. And then the skincare products, everything is all natural. We don't use any artificial colors or fragrance. Um, It's all plant-based butters and oils, as well as goat's milk and lanolin and things like that. Um, And no, I haven't been full-time in the business the whole time. I started about six years ago, it might be seven years ago now, but at the time I was working as an accountant and I mean, you've got to sell a bloody lot of soap to replace an accounting wage. (laughs) So, um, and I think being the accountant and the money manager of the family, I looked at it and went, well, you know, it's great to have this fantastic new business idea that I'm passionate about and I want to throw myself into, uh, but we've still got a mortgage to pay and bills to pay and it's just not responsible to go all in at that early stage. So um, I recognise that it does take time to build up that customer base and customer loyalty and brand recognition. And as much as I'm a very impatient person and I would have loved for it to happen faster, um, it was organic growth that happened over a period gradually of about five years. And I went from sort of working full-time in accounting to gradually dropping hours or days as the business grew and could sustain 
more income. And in the last 12 months of working for someone else, I actually just milked cows. So I gave the accounting job uh, the flick and went, okay, I need more time in the business, but I still need that little bit of wages income while I'm making that last step. And I milked cows. So uh, that, that was a good way of finding a balance between more time, but still having a little bit of wages coming in. Oh my gosh. I think the key word that I picked up there was patience, um, not <laughs> rushing something. I'm probably the same. I just love to jump into things. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, a five-year plan to me just blows my mind. I'm like, really? I know. Like, and I, I am, yeah, I am such an impatient person. And probably in my head, I thought it might take three years and maybe I could have made the leap earlier, but I'm probably more conservative and always making sure that we're meeting our budget and I didn't want the financial stress. So I did it very organically and gradually and it's now been um, about a year of me being full-time in the business and I absolutely love it. Oh, brilliant. Now this year has been um, same but different to last year with COVID. Um, I think this year has been a little bit tougher for us here in Victoria, just being Mm. in and out of so many lockdowns. Did you want to take me through the impact of COVID on your business? Sure. Um, Yes, this year has, for me, been a lot worse. I think last year we were sort of just getting our heads around it and I don't know if for some misfounded reason we thought, okay, you know, Last year, I thought, all right, when it first happened, or but by July, we'll be coming out of it. I'm not sure why. And then the year goes on and you think, okay, well, you know, by Christmas, we'll be coming out of it. 2021 will be different. And then this year rolled around and I just started rebooking for all of the big events and markets and things that I do throughout the year. And they all just came undone again. And I think that setup and then disappointment was incredibly hard on me mentally Um, and then the sort of financial stress started to kick in of going you know we could get through last year but this year I'm not so sure how that's going to work Um, especially because it was now my own my only source of income so I mean had COVID happened three years ago it would have been incredibly damaging on the business but very fortunate that I've got a really loyal customer base now who they've adapted, they shop online, they're still spreading the word, um, which has been great. But um, the challenge of mainly, I think the challenge of motivation has been the hardest thing because I think two years in, um, it's really starting to wane that motivation. I'm, I'm really lacking. Absolutely. Um, I think so many of us could resonate with that. Um, It's just that exhaustion um, and not having anything in the reserves anymore to Mm. to pull from. Um, Yeah. Who would have thought that a pandemic would be yeah, so exhausting? Um, Yes. And I think, um, yeah. And I think the the motivation, because like I have, there's so much planning that goes into how I'll reach my customers and when and where and Uh, making stock months and months in advance and you do all of that planning and to have it all come crushing down it's very hard to then you know get back up and go okay well we'll plan for the next thing that still might not come off so yeah very very difficult to keep that going 
And one of those events was the Sheep and Wool Show in Bendigo. I mean, that is just a phenomenally big event that is such a draw card um, for my hometown. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that I think that was pulled really at the 11th hour, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And that was for me, I was so excited. I'd done months and months of preparation. I was so excited to be back out at our first big event in a year um, or more. And I'd done all the work, spent all day setting up and there were sort of little buzzes going around all day. Oh, I think we're going to be back in lockdown. I'm like, no, don't be ridiculous. No, there's hardly any cases. And I'd got all set up. My store looked beautiful. I was so proud of it. I had my new branding, my new fit out, got home, had a cup of tea and then lockdown was announced. I'd literally been home for an hour and I was just gutted. I was so beside myself, not only for me, but for everyone else that's involved in that event. Um, the event organizers themselves like it's there's a massive amount of infrastructure and costs that had already been done because it was literally ready to start the next day so um we had to basically turn back around drive back to Bendigo and pack everything up at nine o'clock at night otherwise all of our stock would have been stuck there for the duration of that lockdown yeah yep and how far of a drive is it from Kahuna to Bendigo Uh, It's about an hour and a half. Um, I was very fortunate that my husband, Shane, he came back from work, showered and went with me. And so we, you know, we smashed through it. We got it done much quicker. And I said to him, like, if I was having to do this on my own, I just, it would have been buckets full of tears. It would have taken me five hours. Like I was just, I was really broken. So very fortunate to have had his support and, you know, we got it done. We got home about 11 o'clock at night. Oh, anyway, positive thinking for the rest of the year. But um, you spoke about a loyal customer base. What have Mm -hmm. you done to nurture that? You know, is there something, some sort of secret sauce that you, you know, you're putting in there? (laughs) I don't know about secret sauce. Um, And like I said, our growth has been very um, organic. I don't do paid social media ads and things like that. It's just not my specialty, not my cup of tea. So I think for me, it's been really about sharing our personal story and the story of Windella Farm. Um, We share a lot of content about the goats and how we produce our products um, and really like to sort of, it's sort of like an extended family. So I think that's what sets our products apart from other soap and skincare products is the story of Windella Farm. And so people can really connect with that and become personally and emotionally involved and invested in it. Um, And I think just being as much as this is such a buzzword now, genuine and authentic, you know, I'll I'll share a live of me walking the dogs and the horse in the morning. Um, I'll share mishaps and things like that. Um, it's just about like I think people connect with people rather than it just being a big brand and they don't know the story behind it and they're not as invested. Absolutely. You've nailed it there. Um, just with the genuine and authentic um, coming across that way, I, I don't understand why there would be any other way. I think that's what trips me up sometimes with that. It's like, why would you be anything else but genuine and authentic? 
<laughs> well, it's so it's too much work to be anything else. Like I don't Absolutely. have time for, I don't, you know, I'm not going to put on a full face of makeup to go out and milk the goats and, you know, um, and especially because I'm actually meeting, well, usually meeting people at markets and events in person. It has to be the real me because that's who they're actually going to be interacting with when they come out and see us at, a, at an event. Mm, yeah. I would love to know if we are traveling to Kahuna, what can we do there? What should we come and look at? What should we visit? What should we experience? Oh, Kahuna's fabulous. Um, so we've got the beautiful Gunbow Creek right on the doorstep. Um, we've got lots of beautiful parks. You can shoot out to the Gunbow Forest and go exploring. That's always fun. Great for camping and fishing as well. Um, business wise, there's, uh, you can't go past Waffles Cafe. Everyone knows and loves Waffles Cafe. Um, there's the beautiful Elm Tree Nursery. Christine has this gorgeous, um, it's like a, a haven of gardens around her home, beautiful plants. She knows all about all the stuff there. Um, there's, there's lots to do, lots of getting outdoors and getting involved in the environment, um, obviously we have the Kahuna Farmers and Makers Market, which is on roughly 14 times a year. And that's a really great way as well to connect with other local farmers and makers and be involved in the community. Yeah. What is it about a rural community that you love and what challenges does it present? Um, for us, we've actually made so many more friends that we're extremely close with since moving here. Um, friends that we regularly spend time with, you know, well, under normal circumstances, you'd be having dinner with them once a week, um, you know, going away on weekends and things like that. And I think for us, we just feel like we found our people. Um, they're people that we have common interests with, but also I think more so it's common values. Um, they're invested in their community. They care, they genuinely care about each other. And I think that comes from a lot of the challenges of living rural, you know, you're at the mercy of the weather and the climate, you know, the rain, the drought, all of that. So, um, rural people are so used to having tough times scattered in amongst the good times and used to having to pull together and be there for each other and that real sense of community is so important to us and we just love it. Um, I think compared to say the Gold Coast and not to bag the Gold Coast at all but the Gold Coast is probably more of a transient community. Um, you don't really have that broad community investment in what's happening in the town whereas I really feel that that is here in Kahuna and it makes you want to be a part of things like we would never have been involved in um, community things like Progress Association and things like that on the Gold Coast but here we want to be a part of it and we want to be a part of um, building a town that people love and are passionate about. Oh, I love it. I feel like someone living in Metro would listen to that and go, what are we doing? Let's move. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people feeling that way at the moment. I mean, there's you can't, you can't buy a property in Kahuna at the moment. Everything is selling like hotcakes. People want to make that tree change. And I mean, it was the best decision we've ever made. We could never go back to living in the suburbs.
One thing I've noticed about you when I did the uh, the Google uh, Sarah Moston from Windella Farm is the media coverage that you've been able to secure. Has that been intentional for you? Um, you know, what skills have you drawn on to to gain that sort of coverage? Um, as far as awards go, and I pretty sure I've been a nominee and a finalist, but I haven't actually snagged one of those big awards yet. Um, But no, not intentional. Those have just literally been, I mean, we haven't nominated ourselves for any of those. I know a lot of people do and probably the smartest strategy would be that I'm I'm doing that. Um, But they've been, you know, loyal customers and followers that have nominated for us for those and that's been you know really special to think that someone's thinking of me and my business in that way Um, but as far as the media coverage goes I don't know this might be talking it down a bit but I feel like to an extent it's probably just a slow slow news day in the country oh you are talking it down (laughs) (laughs) but um I don't know. I think it's more probably just that I'm involved in the community and I'm getting out and about. And so um, people are familiar with myself and what I'm doing. And I think as an extension of that, when you're involved in your rural community and you're contributing and trying to be a positive influence, um, people then are really inclined to look at what you're doing in your business and offer their support and also their, um, you know, a, a little bit of press here and there. So I think it's just a bit of give and take of when you're contributing, people want to support you and do the same. Yeah. One thing I've noticed is that you know your story really well mm-hmm. um, and you articulate it beautifully. I think that's it's just such a, a gift to have and it's something um, that any business owner needs to practice, needs to to know that story, why they started, what they did, the benefit back to the community, all of that. Um, Yeah, it's just such a winning combination. I I think it just comes naturally though, like I'm in it every day, all day. So there's not much else to think about. I should know the story, shouldn't I? (laughs) Yes, yes, I know. I think though (laughs) some people, um, I don't know, maybe not afraid, but Maybe they just don't practice enough. I think markets are fabulous for that, aren't they? That you know, yeah, you're out there yeah. and people are coming up to your stall and you're saying, hey, you know, have you seen this product before? This mm. is who we are. This is what we do. Yeah, you you really do have to um, put yourself out there and know your products and know how to speak with people. Um, and I think if you're going to do the markets and stuff, it's a hard slog. Markets are, are not easy. Um, but sometimes you look around and you see stallholders that sort of, they do all their setup, it looks fabulous. And then they sit on their camp chair and, and scroll through their phone, but don't engage with the customers. Um, and for me personally, uh, if I was scro- strolling through a market, I would want to spend my money at the stalls where they're actively participating and engaging with their customers. So um, I think that's just sort of market 101 to be, you know, um, happy and personable and and chatting with the people that have taken the time to stop by your stall. Yeah, great advice. So what's next for Windella Farm? What does 2022 look like? Uh, Well, I've got some 
working on some collaborations, which I've also released this year, but looking to work with other exciting brands and businesses and just sort of think outside the box a little bit. Uh, But I've also got a list of new products that I'm looking at working on, um, playing with some really exciting native ingredients. So really looking to explore new ingredients that I haven't worked with before and develop them into some new products, which I'm really excited about because um, probably for the last year, I ha- I've released one or two products, but haven't had a lot of time for that product R&D. And I'm just trying to make that more of a dedicated, you know, you can't really just rest on your laurels when you're a product business and go, well, I've got this beautiful suite of products. That's great. I just got to make them and sell them now. I need to sort of be a bit more focused on doing some regular product R&D to have new products coming through um, as often as I can. Excellent. And R&D is research and development. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> Just for those that are thinking, what is R&D? I've got to add that one to my list. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we wrap up, can you tell me about a friend of yours that we all need to know about? I sure can. I'd love to tell you about my sister, Elise. Um, I call her Megs because she used to be Ginger Megs when we were kids. But my sister, Elise Crompton, she has really put herself out there in the last two years. She's gone and got herself trained as a cosmetic tattoo technician. So um, Kahuna now has the best eyebrows in all of regional Victoria, I'm quite sure. So she's set up her beautiful studio. She's fully qualified. She's done loads of um, sessions at this point and she can do all of your cosmetic tattooing so lips eyebrows eyeliner all of that and I'm really proud of her because she's really put herself out there it doesn't come natural to her to be in a service industry um, but she's super passionate about Um, the services that she offers and she's doing great things like she really makes her customers feel welcome and at ease because it's a very personal service that she's offering you know you're really up close and personal and doing something incredibly permanent on people's faces and she just has a way of making people feel really confident and she is very professional so I'm her business is called TBL Cosmetic Tattoo and they're in Kahuna. Oh what a good sister you are and I think we all need a cheerleader every now and then while we're starting out just to tell everyone about our our products and our absolutely Brilliant. Now, I just want to say a massive thank you because uh, everyone that subscribes to Oak Magazine receives one of your delicious soaps. My office smells divine. (laughs) Um, But also, I opened that box and there was a little gift in there for me. Thank you. (laughs) I I was wondering, I'm thinking, has she not opened that (laughs) box yet? She mustn't have. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I didn't open it really until Friday, until we started packing orders. And I'm like, I thought that might be the case. (laughs) Um, So it's amazing. Everyone's been in there and taken what they've wanted. And um, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Oh, my gosh. I'm sold. I'm sold on Windella Farm products. Absolutely. And I can't wait for all those who have subscribed to receive um, a bar of soap and experience your beautiful products as well. So thank you. Me too. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be involved in it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for being a guest, Sarah. It has been so wonderful to have you involved with Oak Magazine, to be able to interview you myself. And yeah, I cannot wait to come and visit Kahuna and um, yeah, walk around one of the markets especially and, and meet some more local businesses. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Kimberly. You're welcome. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>